Hey everyone, Patrick here with just a quick note on this episode. We're actually sharing this old remote work episode where Heaton and I actually debated remote work, where I was not quite fervently against remote work, but I definitely was more fervent than I am now against remote work. And so we just thought it'd be interesting to kind of look at um, the arguments basically uh, from pre-COVID times that some have changed a little bit post-COVID times, but some of these concerns are still you know, still relevant, but we're probably going to rapidly figure them out just given the the quote unquote new world that we're living in. So with that, enjoy. And if I say something completely idiotic, uh, go easy on me. Uh, go easy on me. I'm very sensitive. No, just go easy on me. Um, this is obviously was recorded at a previous time. All right. Be well. Welcome to Tradeoffs, a show where ProfitWell's Patrick Campbell and Product Habits Heat and Shock collect data to understand the trade-offs product teams are making. In this episode, Heaton and Patrick discuss their contrasting views on remote work and the challenges product teams may face on either side. Let's talk about remote work. Remote work? Oh man, remote work. I feel like we're talking about a cult when we're talking about remote work. We're definitely on different sides of this. My reaction to most of the like stuff on remote is it's very... Um, how do I say it? like that? I refer to it as a cult. It's very like controversial to talk about remote not being good yeah. or like remote having problems. Yeah. I, it's like everything like remote has clear trade-offs. Yeah. Let's recognize and research those well, trade-offs. We're here to talk. About. No, I understand. Yeah. But I feel like everyone who publishes things about remote yeah. is just like, Oh, if you're against remote, like it, it's almost like it's like you're racist, like something like like it's that <laughs> bad, right? Because every time, like I mean, DHH and Jason Freed, like yeah. that stuff's amazing, and like yes, like obviously, you know, hiring people is easier. Yeah. You know, talent isn't evenly distributed, like all this other stuff. All that stuff. There's is some true. obvious things. There are clear trade-offs that most people just don't even recognize or don't even consider, and that's why we're here. I mean, remote work's been around forever. Like, Absolutely. Like there's been, yeah, you know, I mean, outsourcing, outsourcing, original remote I mean, that was too. a big thing. It was yeah. like, oh, my, all the accounting's done in the Philippines or in India versus Absolutely. being done yeah, somewhere else. Or even else. engineering done somewhere engineering, else. Engineering, customer service, yeah. you know, Dell Tech support. That's that right. was the idea. Yeah, totally. Um, what, do you, what do you think is else is influencing this? Cost. Yeah, cost. It costs more to be co located co somewhere and be in the same place. And I think this has a lot to do with the tech hubs and yeah. there being more startups than ever and more money than ever too for startups. Yeah. So like you have this like sort of perfect storm, as they say, is remote for everybody. No. Right? I and can like, just tell you it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I, just, I can just tell you like, I just, it's not. Statistically, it just can't it's be. Not, it right? can't be, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. like, it's so new, we don't know how to do it. But now there's I like- that's the issue. Now there's more technology. Yeah. We've got all the video conferencing stuff that like, has like gotten to Never a pretty good works place. properly. Yeah, even Zoom doesn't work properly for you. It's reliability bias. It's not a hundred percent of the time. Mm. Yeah, when it doesn't work, you remember it. Like I can't imagine. Like again, we're not remote. You are remote. Yeah, I cannot imagine only talking to people via Zoom, like a hundred percent of the time. I can't imagine it. The way I look at it is at this point, and again, we're remote, so we have yep. to do this all the time. If one of the things don't work, another one will. Okay. And it's easy to switch. So like I can hit the button on Slack. Yep. And if that doesn't work. Yep. I'll go get a Hangout link. If that doesn't work, I'll go set up Zoom. It's not a big deal. Yep. It legit isn't a big deal. I do like, though, that we talked about this offline. Like, I do like that, that the technological barriers or the physical barriers, like, yeah. to be more literal, is a forcing function for non-bullshit. I mean, probably a little bit of bullshit, like, c comes with it because yeah. that comes with just humans. Humans. But, like, it's a little bit of a forcing function. Like, you don't want to get on that meeting without, you know, 
having some of your stuff well thought out or yeah. some of your stuff ready to go. Yeah, because it's a little more precious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also like things like, uh, I think, obviously Slack, right? Yeah. The rise of Slack that's made a, like a totally. remote, like a little more of a topic. And then last but not least is this whole idea of nomadic life. Yeah. Right? Which you kind of live sometimes. Tell, well, tell me about your experience. Let, let, me, let me change your mind. Change my mind. Well, I'm not going to change your mind, but you know what I mean. I think, I so. mean, I, I, I don't think I'm that far off. I think it's more just, it's a time thing. I will actually, I do have a funny story about remote. Yeah. So you know Nick Francis, Help Scout, absolutely. And you know Facundo, yeah. Profitwell. Yeah. Um, we're at a dinner of yeah. like Boston, like execs and stuff. Yeah. And we're just hanging out. It's like the Wistia guys, Help Scout, this yeah. guys. We 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 would used to get together, but then they all moved remote. A lot of them. They did. Uh, and so um, we're hanging out, and we sit down. And this is the first time Nick and Facundo have met. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Nick and Facundo are like very strong-willed individuals. Absolutely. Very strong opinions. They're loosely so. held, but they're not loosely held as some other opinions would be. Sure. First thing, first thing out of Facundo's mouth. Yeah. Oh, you're remote. Yeah. Well, you can't build a good product being remote. Yeah. And Nick is very like product. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. 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 Like, and so basically, <laughs> that they just argued the entire <laughs> dinner, and the rest of us talked about like other stuff. Everything essentially. else. Yeah. yeah. Um, the point he was trying to make, and actually, yeah. I'm really interested in your opinion on this. Yeah. It's harder. It's harder to build good product remotely. Yeah. Um, so all my companies have been remote. Yeah. Uh, since even back in '03 when I had a consulting company. Yep. And so the product company Crazy Egg was is 14 years old now. Sure. Fully remote. Uh, FYI. Fully remote. Fully remote. Product habits. Fully remote. Fully remote. Uh, I've only started remote companies. Yeah. Uh, Kiss Metrics, which I also started and raised money for. Not remote. Was actually remote. Ish. And then we had a SF office. Okay. But still half the company was remote. So it's All Habsies. of engineering was basically remote. I heard that's right? the worst. Yeah. yeah, I got lessons. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in hindsight, it would have forced all remote or just had sales in one place, which sure. would have been fine, which we kind of did, but kinda not really. Did, yeah. We kind of mixed it up. So to your point about product, I think Facuno is terribly wrong. Okay. I think you might be wrong too if you think it's harder. I actually think it's easier. Product is a lot of documentation, a lot of research, sure. a lot of specking a lot of um, deliberate decision-making, discussions that if you have them in person, you're not documenting Stuff them. falls through the cracks. And they fall through the cracks. Yep. So imagine that dead end in your product that you talked about in some conversation a year ago yeah. and never documented it. Yeah. And then now someone else comes in, they don't know about it. Now what? So I would say that like there is an obscene advantage an extreme advantage to remote product development in the sense of like you are forced to document things or nothing's going to actually get done or remembered. Well, and theoretically, dev productivity is higher because you control yes. your distractions. Right. And yeah. so if an engineer wants to like not talk to anyone, it's sure. much easier to do in a remote team than when they're sitting there and the product person can go and knock on their door or whatever or knock on their head and yeah. be like, yo, what's up with this, right? And so I think, I mean, I, I can only think of it as it's better. And it's better if you're disciplined and want to be disciplined. If you don't want to be disciplined and you want to be like four or five, six, seven, ten people in a room, right, a big room, whatever, and want to just jam, sure, that's, that feels more efficient. Yeah. But if your business starts working, you end up having all this like uh, tribal knowledge inside of people's heads which is that never got either, written right? down, which is not good. And I think product specifically, yeah. it forces you to have that deliberate sort of documentation. So that would be my sort of counterpoint to what you're saying. To product. I think my clarification slash counterpoint there isn't, I I think you're totally right. 
I think though that it goes back to certain people are great at this. Certain people are not great at this. I'm with that. Yeah. 100%. Like I, I just think, think it's not for everyone. So you, you, you could argue, too. and yeah. I don't know if this is the case or not, but just for, for hypothetical reasons, if Facundo and I were not good remote, yeah, like the company shouldn't be remote. Yes. I agree. No? Yeah. Okay. It should not. If you yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. if, I mean, we're giving up trade-offs well, of like I, I opportunities would, I would go even further. and things like that. Yeah. I'd go even further and say, if executives in the company are not good at remote, the company can't be remote. Yeah. Which means like if you have five executives, you hire a sixth one, the sixth one can't hack it remotely sure, for sure, whatever sure, reason, sure. that person should no longer be there. Yeah. Right. It's that simple. Like d- don't spend too much time. We've seen this with some of our friends where like they're, yeah. they go to a remote after being in person and they're yeah. just not great. They and it's not because they're yeah. not great at their job. No, it's just it's, like, it's just a different world. It, it's right? so foreign to us. It's yeah. almost like you're going on Mars and trying to figure out how to deal with the climate. Yeah. Uh, the culture in remote companies are different as well. Um, my experience is pretty simple. Uh, I prefer remote work for many reasons. One of the biggest reasons is the amount of discipline you need earlier in the company is much higher. It has to for it to be successful much faster. And that's the one reason why I'm actually pumped about it. It has nothing to do with a lot of the other factors. It's just more about like business discipline, yeah. operations. I would I would totally agree. We are We are likely not as disciplined in certain areas being a couple years into this than you are being a year into like FYI. Yeah. Like I almost guarantee that's the case. Yeah. I think that one factor that you have to kind of think about, particularly with some of these trade-offs is that when you look at, I think that a product that is never been seen before, not a lot of alternatives, like there's a possibility of that being remote and going successful. A product that has like hundreds of competitors or hundreds of alternatives, I think that has a good success of being remote. I think there's there's products in the middle which are trying to reinvent a particular space. I think that's very difficult to go remote. It depends how people work together. And and, and that's and, and that's so the I, that's I, the factor. I'm, I'm with you yeah. in general, right? But like I've played all of those games. Yeah, you've played now, every single right? one of those every products. Every single one of them and like haven't had a problem. Yeah. And it has to do with the team the size of the team yeah. during inception. Sure. So yes, I will give you this one point for sure, which is if the team's too large early on in a remote team, yeah. like super early on, sure. you can lose you can lose a lot. Yeah. Cuz no one wants to document. It's early, it's the fun well, time. I look time. at, it's just I look like, at companies you know, like like GitLab yeah. which have been like the growth rate of people has been like that. Like yeah, it's, it's been, been a straight line incredible. basically. Yeah. Like and I just remember I read one of their articles about like retreats or something and it was like, Yeah, our first retreat had thirty people. The yep. second retreat a year later had hundred and fifty. Like it's just yeah. like what? Right. And but I also look at like a product like ours where I kind of think about like I think it's more of the people driven than the product driven. But if you and I were building a CRM, like there's no question that we could make that remote. Yeah, no doubt. No question. Yeah. Like, I think that would be a lot easier. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's fair. It, it, it goes back to work style, though. Sure. Right? And how much, how many conversations you're willing to have, even as a remote team early on. Yeah. Uh, even, like, on a call. But then also, like, how much you're willing to document those things. Sure. I think documentation, as boring as it sounds, ends up being a big part of making remote really successful at the end of the day. That's the one pattern I've noticed. I would argue it makes a company successful. I agree with that. Because I think we're learning our documentation curve. Like our engineering and product team's always been really good at at documentation. Um, There are certain pockets of the revenue side of the business that's been really good, but the company hasn't necessarily been like A plus as it should be. Um, Yeah. So let's talk more about ProfitWell. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're technically not all co-located. We're multi-office. Okay. Which is supposed to be the terrible version. No, there's no terrible. Of this? No, people, like there's there's a terrible. People are like, it. be all remote or be all in one place. Yeah. Like, 
Um, so we have an office in Rosario, Argentina. Yeah. Um, that's about 10 folks. It's probably going to be about 20 by the end of the year. Yep. Um, we have an office in uh, Boston, yeah. uh, which is like where we're technically headquartered. Yeah. Um, so those time zones are kind of interesting because Argentinians, they, they typically wake up a little late. So, and they're two hours ahead, depending on time, uh, daylight savings. And so it kind of works out perfectly. Um, and then we're opening an office in Salt Lake City yeah. um, on, on the West Coast or Western Coast, sure. if you will. Yeah. Um, and so we, I mean, I think one factor is, you know, being essentially like a first-time exec, first-time founder as well. Yeah. I think being remote would have been very difficult. Sure. Um, I think there's a lot of learning curves of that many, many conversations and debates or or seeing stuff like being very close to the metal, if you will, seeing like how everyone's working, seeing, you know, those conversations here and there. I don't think I would have gotten the fidelity of that communication if I wasn't in the office with everyone. Right. And to be fair now, like I'm not technically remote, but I'm remote a lot, like just with travel and things like that. And so I think it's worked out really well for us. I think Argentina helped us like with the forcing function to get better at some of the discipline that you talked about. And then I think Salt Lake's going to help that even further because now we're basically adding more time zones, if you will. Um, so you're going to be a distributor workforce, basically. Yeah. Like very close to remote if you yeah. start thinking about coordination. Sure. I think that, I don't know, there's still some things with... Like, like, cause we have some situations. So we have, we technically have one remote person yeah. and our remote policy, it's, it's pretty restrictive. It's basically like you had to have been at the company for at least a year. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just all like based on judgments. Like your, your manager needs to approve it. Your team you work with directly needs to approve it. Cause some of our folks work really closely on a team. Um, and if everyone's in play, then like, it's fine. Yeah. But you, there's also a trade-off that we make really clear. Like we're currently won't have anyone managing someone who's remote, meaning like they can't go to a manager position if they're remote Got it. with people in the office. So no remote managers. Yeah. No remote managers yeah. essentially at the moment. And so the concept there I think is like worked out really well. Um, I think it's just one of those things where I still have some quibbles about like, like I, there's just a lot of unknowns. There are known unknowns, like just like, you know, culture, how does it work remotely? And there's a lot of stuff that's been written on this. I just think like the technology, like I would rather advance a bit more and a lot more of like what works and what doesn't before like I would jump into a remote situation. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. I think uh, it's not for everyone and it's new. And, you know, one of the most interesting points of discussion is about, is it remote work or is it distributed work? Yeah. And how do you tell me more? What's the difference between about those? It? I think this is a big thing that Matt Mullenweg from Automatic. Uh, and they're fully is, remote? They're fully remote. Got it. They're about like almost a thousand people, like 900 yeah. people or something like that. And Envision and is up there too, right? They have a ton Envision's of Envision's right? like seven, 800, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and so Matt Mullenweg at Automatic, who actually, to your point about like a lot of things about freemium that we talked about, but also remote work, open source. So yeah. he's, he's, an, he's. WordPress turned out okay. I think. Yeah. He's like the number <laughs> one, probably the number one open source advocate on the planet. Yeah. And now what he's saying is like, no, nobody's remote what do you mean it's basically like it's distributed work you know okay. he's like what does remote really mean right like yeah. that's his thing and he's got a whole podcast i think it's called distributed work or distributed or something like that that he just started and he interviewed the upwork ceo hmm. right they're they're fully remote yeah. as well uh and then there's a number of other companies like the dribble's fully remote i think yep. they're about 100 people then there's zapier yep right GitLab, who you mentioned yep um base is basically yeah. essentially remote um even though they have an office in chicago i believe sure uh, product hunt is remote. Yep. Um, so there's uh, and buffer. Yeah. Is remote. So there's a number of these companies that are remote, and I think what's happening right now is like, is it remote? Is it distributed? 
what do you call it? What is the distinction between those? Is it just the name, or what is what? Do, why is why is that like? Oh, there's it, a it, distinction. I think what's interesting is like if you think about it, um, all companies are going to have distri- a distributor workforce. At some in point. some ways, all companies might already have it, especially if they use contractors. contractors. Yeah, we use and yeah. agencies. We and technically like have that, that right? with contractors. So and you agencies. have distributor work happening. Yeah. You don't call that remote work happening, really. Right? No, like but I also don't call it's, it's it distributed more, work. It's more of a definition, yeah. right? So sure. in the future, if you think about the definitions, the future work is distributed. Sure. There's no argument of that. I'm not saying the future work is remote. Sure, 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 but sure. It's sure. distributed, right? It's yeah. like these these hybrids, right? And we're already kind of doing it, right? When we go like outsource to a services firm to do our marketing. Sure. Or when we go hire five contractors to do writing. Sure. Like we have contractors for our writing. Yep. Right? And like that's distributed. They're not in the same office. Yeah. They're not even in the same location. Yeah. Right. Even the same area. They never meet each other. They might never even see each other's faces. Right. It's a distributed workforce. Mm. So I think like that's, that's the theory. And it doesn't matter. These are words right now, but eventually there's like a, we have to hold on to something and call it something. Yeah, sure. I'm not sure if we're going to call it remote work. Yeah. You know, I I don't know though. Mm. And these terms, when you think about their usage, they're used by a lot of tech companies. Yeah. They're not really used by most people. Sure. Work from home. Yeah, yeah. Is the word or the set is the phrase. Yeah. So do you think, so what's funny is Yahoo is kind of a famous example. Uh, when Mercer Mayer took over there, she pulled in the distributed workers. Yeah. And that was like a big deal. And was. she was basically like severance or you're coming to the office. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, like terrible decision you think? She comes from the Google world. Yeah. And that's probably more of a Google way of thinking when she was there. Yeah. Right. And- she probably noticed all kinds of inefficiencies. Hmm. And so she was, I think, solving for a very specific Yahoo problem. Yeah. And it didn't turn out well. Yeah. Not just that, but the company, generally yeah. the company and whatever her direction was. Right. Yeah. So there was something either massively broken there. Sure. Or something where it was just impossible for her to fix. So it's a good example because there was a lot of press and news around it. I think the problem is yeah. when you're a remote team or you have a distributor workforce, unless you're spending a lot of effort trying to figure out like or or have make it so everyone has visibility on what other folks are doing so just like good communication good transparency yeah i think it's very easy to think that someone's not doing their job yeah and so i gave this example before in in a previous uh episode around like transparency yeah and so in this case like on all our teams we have um, a daily updates channel and everybody types in what they did yesterday and what they're working on today. Yeah. And it's very simple. It's not for micromanagement. It's for visibility. Yeah. It's for transparency and visibility. I so bet then, it's probably hard to have a distributed workforce and not transparency. I think it's terrible. really hard. Probably terrible. It's really idea. hard to make it successful because then yeah. people don't know who's working on what. Yeah. And what's happening in the organization. And they don't feel connected. People crave information too. Yeah. And they, yeah. they really crave information. Yeah. Right. So I would say it's just like we don't, we don't know. Like mm. if it were me, I would make that one of those things that's like rule number one <laughs> yeah you know have something where like people are able to share and have to share every day what they're doing yeah and what they did yesterday that's cool it's simple it's just something you can stream through and look at just like a twitter right but you're looking at it it's a channel in slack and it makes life so much easier yeah i'd suggest that for any company yeah. frankly speaking but like what's funny is i started doing yeah. this with some of my direct reports yeah we weren't having problems but just like sure because of travel i didn't have visibility and yeah. it's been amazing yeah because like they'll say something i'll be like cool or i'll chime in we, on like point one or point two we or even made like a that. deck yeah of examples and instructions and it's pinned to that channel that's great yeah just so that everybody knows what this looks like even yeah. things like well you're going to be out if you're going to be out 
put yeah. it in the update. Totally. Right? Don't don't you don't need to update the day you're out if you're not around. Sure. But go put it the day before. Hey, right? I'm gonna or the be out the next before, couple right? days. Oh, 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 right? Is, yeah. Like out of office. It's it's this thing. Right now we're in a phase where we don't know how remote work, yeah. distributor work needs to happen. And there are no best practices for it. There yeah. are literally none. Well, a lot of the tools. Um, Tuple is another tool by yeah. Ben um, Ornstein. I, I always yeah, get. It, I always so. feel yeah. like I'm going to say yeah. his name, last name wrong. Um, that I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Our Argentina guys are on Linux, and right now it's not working with Linux perfectly. And so, like, that's one of those things where I was like, I'm really excited for that kind of stuff because I think it's filling the void of the tool set. Yep. Um, and for those of you who don't know Tuple, basically you can pair program. Yep. Um, you know, remotely, um, yep. which I think is great. Yeah, it is great. I think there's going to be a bunch more tools like that. I'm not sure if they're just for distributed teams. I'm not actually on a side note. Like, I don't know if tools for distributed work or tools for remote work are really specialized tools or they're just tools for work. Yeah. I think they're tools for work and work is evolving. See, this is where the cultish thing comes in. Sure. I feel like you're just, that's just like a, I totally agree with what you just said, but it's kind of like, it's just work. It is just work. Well, yeah, but there's work. Co- no, it's just work, Patrick. Yeah, but think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If you're no, I agree with you. Yeah, but if you're in Slack and your coworkers in Slack and you're in the same room, no, I get and it. You're chatting. I totally get it. Right? Yeah, it's just work. Room, it's just work chatting, on. Yeah, right? and then like, there's there's tons of times where yeah, I'm it's just talking work. to someone in real life, yeah. but I'm like, hey, let's just put this in Slack because that person's not there. And yeah, I, yeah. I think we do the that antithesis kind of, of this is saying that there are specific tools for remote work. Yeah, yeah, I right? got gotcha. you. It's, 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 it's the same thing, right? Yeah, you can be one yeah. of the, the cult leaders. It's totally fine. I'm good. I'm no, good. I don't want to be. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, long story yeah. short, I think it's like where it's going and, and like where yeah. it needs to happen. And we've talked a lot about like, you know, the, the, the trade-offs here. I think yeah. it's just one of those things where it goes back to the DNA. Like, I think you're going to have to, over time, if you want to build a big company, like you have to learn to be remote or distributed yeah. or however you want to define it. Um, but I think it's one of those things where I, I personally think it's very important to understand when to go remote, um, mainly because is this where we can do this or no? No, we'll do it. I okay. like the when. We should do that more at the end, I think. Cool. So you go from here then. So basically, the reason we're talking about this, one of the reasons yeah. why I'm excited is- Oh like, yeah, you did a bunch of research. We, we, we did a bunch of research on remote yeah. work at FYI. We partnered with a company called Miro, which used to be called Real-Time Board. Yeah. And so we- talked to, well, we surveyed 500 people, analyzed all the results, and basically um, the interesting thing about what we learned is that- And Miro's remote? Miro is remote, yeah, okay. I believe so. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, so but So it wasn't of their team member, it was like 500 remote people. Yeah, so we partnered with them to do the survey because they have a product that a lot of remote teams use. Got it. Because it's called real, it used to be called Real-Time Board, yeah. which is like this whiteboard thing that's yep. digital, yeah. so you can collaborate on it. Um, and so what we learned is that there's four top challenges and the fascinating thing is they're all related Mm. and the four are in this order, communication, social connection, organic interaction, and setting boundaries. Interesting. These are the challenges with the remote work, which is kind of, except for organic interaction, it's kind of, we're all non, non distributed work problems as well. Yeah. You have these problems across the board. Yeah. yeah. It's just heating. It's yeah. just work. It is just work. It's just That's work. what I'm trying to say. It's just work. Yeah, it's all yeah. the same thing. You still have these human problems. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think one of the interesting things is you have these human problems. I think remote work makes some of this stuff a lot harder, though. Yeah. Boundaries are harder to set, for sure. Right? And then you have all these the rules. Time's out. Well, you have rules. Like, do you do you tell people when you're out? Do you put a little icon in your Slack to say you went to the dentist? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Right? So I think there's, like, a, a factor of that that comes into play. But you're right. It is just work. You said yeah. it, not me. 
I mean, you said and I'm it. supposed to be the cult leader. I was making fun of you. Yeah, so well, it's fine. Threw it back at you. That's fine. And so I like it. What's even more fascinating, and this is what we learned in the research, is we asked people, do people like remote work? Mm. And despite those challenges, people love remote work. That's what it turns out. And they'd recommend it to a friend. So yeah. over 90% of people say that remote work is a good fit for them. And over 90% of people say that they'd recommend remote work to a friend. You know how I feel about all data, that anything that says 90% sure, or more. Absolutely. But that's what it is. It. That's what it is. <laughs> right? That's what they said. Okay. 500 people voted. No, no, sure. I mean, so I get it. I get it. That's what we learned. Yeah. So it's really interesting that there's a set of challenges that I think to your point are just work challenges mm-hmm. for the most part. And yet people would rec- recommend remote work. So there's something about this concept of remote work or the idea of it or the experience of it that people really like. Well, I think, no, there's like freedom. There's like, you know, you can, you cut your commute, right? Yeah. Like in Boston, you know, for some people, like remote work allows them to cut two and a half hours of traffic there each you go. day. That's huge. Yeah. Like that I totally get it. I think it's, it's, yeah, I think it's just something you have to think about where, yeah, it just comes back to the people. Like it just comes back to the people. Like I think like I want to quibble with like are they as productive as they should be? Like they're all going to say yes, they're as productive as they could be. But I don't know. I don't really I, know. I, I don't know either. I know remote teams that are super productive. Yeah. I also know remote teams that are not. Yeah. But I also know teams I, in an office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. I think not. it's I think it's just so, one of those things where yeah. like it's it's a it's very very much a, you know, it is possible to do really good work and yep. do like really high growth remotely absolutely like it is absolutely the case um but it's something you just got to think about i agree i think one one big point that we should definitely discuss is basically this idea of like when you go remote yeah i think when you go remote is is pretty big because one not to drop or go distributed or whatever whatever you want to call it right we collected some data and we looked at about two thousand companies just under two thousand companies yeah and we compared those who were essentially co-located and compared those to remote folks. Yep. And we had three different like bands. So we looked at companies that were doing one to $10 million, yep. uh, basically over 10 to 75 and then over 75. Yep. And what we found is that, and this is the when important point, is that those companies who are doing less than uh, 10 million, so the one to $10 million band, the remote companies are essentially growing at 25 to 30% of a lower rate oh, wow. than those companies who are co-located. So when companies are smaller, they're growing less fast. If they're remote. So slower. Yeah, if, if they're, they're remote, remote. Yep. versus you know a company that's co-located. Yep. And I think that this is, th- th- there's a mantra, and you and I were talking about this offline, that like everyone, or I think I said it before too, like everyone goes remote or distributed eventually. Yep. And when we look at the companies that are doing 10 to 75 million, there's a little bit, there's less than 2,000 at that point. Um, but we compare the two, basically this this problem goes away a little bit where all of a sudden those companies that are remote are growing at around 10% slower yep. rate than those who are co-located. And then essentially when you get over 75 million, that's when I think we had like 200 companies. Out. It starts to level out essentially where the bands, the the interquartile range is basically, you know, null. It just doesn't, yep. doesn't really matter. And so that's where I think that like when is so important because I think that a lot of folks, they and, and just to be clear, this was across all different types of ARPU. So that's a really important fact. It's yep. not just like these were enterprise companies or these were yeah, like small like consumerized yep. companies. 
but I think this is just a really important fact because like we didn't open up, you know, our Argentina office until we were starting to get closer to 10 million. Yeah, it makes and sense. And then, you know, we're Salt Lake, we're, you know, now we're over 10 million and so we're opening yeah. it then, but um yeah, and, and that's not why, you know, we did this. Like I think we sure. like really looked yeah. at where we are as a company and we just figured out like, hey, this is this is when it makes sense. Yep. Um but that's why I think it's it's really important to kind of think about those trade-offs. Trade-offs. But um, trade-offs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else? No, nah, I think we really talked a lot about remote work here, and I'm distributed I'm a cult leader. Yeah, work. I mean, work, you're yeah. like you're an acolyte at yeah, the very sure, least. I'll take whatever. That's okay. okay. It's okay. But you know where acolytes also go? Where they go to producttradeoffs.com. So if you want to be an acolyte of the Tradeoffs crew, you can go sign up for any medium of your choice: podcast, YouTube, etc. Or you can get the bonuses and cool things at producttradeoffs.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.